0: I mean, it's the best of the best. It's the All-Star Game. Uh, So, you know, I mean, they truly are the best of the best. It's just...
1: uh, Not just the All-Star Game, it's the dunk competition at the All-Star Game. That's true, that's true. Yeah! On this episode of the Vermont Awana Podcast, we spotlight the Pipe Classic 12. Talk to Tito Byrne, the man you heard just there. We also talk about festival season in New England and what to look out for in the next two months. A lot of big things happening in the East Coast. We finally wrap it up with an interview for a potential co-host known as Uncle Drew. Let's go.
2: Put your grinders down and turn your radio off. This is the Vermont Juana Podcast. A bullet F-bridge. I've been talking to Vermont so to alone
1: Lighting up the airwaves.
2: And now, here's your host, rolling it up nice and tight, Eli Herring.
1: All right, welcome to the Vermont to want Podcast. I am your host, Eli Harrington, coming at you from Winooski, Vermont today. It is October 2017. Like we said, awesome episode for you guys today. Doing some new things with the format, trying to keep it fresh, trying to mix it up. This is all an evolution. As far as we know, we're the only podcast with a Vermont perspective on the cannabis industry. So... We're going to evolve, we're going to try some things, and I want your feedback. If you're listening to this now, if you're sharing this, comment on wherever you're seeing it on Facebook, send me a message, tell me what you like, tell me what you don't like, send in some questions. We're going to take some questions, but to get us started, we want to look at some national news. And this week, our spotlight story comes reported by Tom Angel for the Marijuana Moment. Tom Angel's a national cannabis writer who does an amazing job covering politics go-to resource. He's bounced around to a few different publications and now has started his own site, MarijuanaMajority.net. So there's your free plug, Tom Angel. Thank you again for reporting this. Our national news spotlight story is coming out of the Atlanta City Hall. So down in Atlanta, the city council has voted to decriminalize possession within Atlanta and the mayor has indicated that he will sign this bill now again I don't know shit about the South I have never been to Atlanta everything that I've heard indicates that it's totally different from the rest of Georgia but you know I thought this was a positive step forward uh, especially because if you read the comments in the story clearly you know it wasn't people who want to get high This was racial justice, you know, and these were people who were leaders in the African-American community bringing this to light. So um, I thought that was a great story to feature and want to see what happens down in the South. You know, if it's going to be large metropolitan areas that help bring state governments along, and especially if we're looking at it through a social justice and a racial justice angle. Uh, it'd be amazing to see things happen faster and faster. So hopefully this is the beginning and a cool story to spotlight coming out of Hot Lana. So again, shout out to Tom Angel for reporting that first.
0: Mm. It's going down. You know what I'm talking about.
1: This episode of the Vermont I podcast is brought to you by Heady Vermont and the Vermont Cannabis Pitch Competition. November 14th at Main Street Landing. We are going to give away $1,000 to a cannabis entrepreneur, legal cannabis entrepreneur or startup. Check out the details at PettyVermont.com. Save the date November 14th for the first Vermont Cannabis Pitch Competition. (laughs) All right, you guys hear the uh, the Tom Petty-Pimp C mashup. Obviously, we are trying to keep it contemporary, keep it timely here with the Vermont Awana podcast. So, of course, we wanted to uh, give a rest in peace to Pimp C. Can't believe it's only... Uh, It's been just a few short years, but uh, we miss you, Pimp C. And uh, yeah, Tom Petty, too. Um, Obviously, Tom Petty, pretty well-known as well. He's got a couple hits out there. Uh, Last Dance with Mary Jane, I think that's one of my favorites. I don't even think that it's necessarily about cannabis, but uh, yeah, Tom Petty, rest in peace. Pimp C, always rest in peace. So, we are bringing to you a world premiere of a new segment that I am calling The Gray Area. Alright, so what is the gray area? The gray area is what's happening in New England and what's happening in the Northeast right now. Right? I say the Northeast so we can include New York. It's not just limited to our New England states. So what we're going to do in the gray area is we're going to look at as these things transition and as people come out of the woods as we go from a long you know sort of backwoods underground secretive culture to now one where there's a commercial market where there's big money coming in and where a lot of people in new england are nervous that they are going to miss out on the boat and be left behind so what we're gonna do with the gray area is we're gonna look around the region and talk about what is going on what are the big stories in the northeast If you are someone that's got a company, that's got an event, that's got a product, you want to talk with us, you're based here in New England, all right, this is what we're also going to do with the gray areas. We are going to promote our fellow brethren and sistren in this region who have to deal with these cold-ass winters and generally uh, tough, tough cannabis laws. So, you know, this segment's about promoting what's going on in the Northeast and also giving you a snapshot. So without further ado, the world premiere of the gray area.
0: Boy
1: came to town. Oh, yeah. boy all right, on this edition of The Grey Area, we are looking at conventions, festivals, and events. We we're recording this podcast in October 2017, and the time has arrived where festivals and conferences and conventions are starting to blow the fuck up all over the place in New England. Let me give you a snapshot of what the next four weekends look like up here in the Northeast, okay? October 7th, first weekend in October, right? Harry Brown's Farm up in Starks, Maine. These guys have been throwing down for a long time. It's always been a grassroots, heady, um, sort of festive atmosphere, and now they're just able to legitimize it more and more. They've got bigger acts, more happening. I'm pumped to go check that out, and that's up in Starks, Maine. So. That's a long ways from a lot of different things, but I'm excited to check that out. The weekend after, you've got the Nikan show in Portland. That's the New England Cannabis Convention. For my money, this is the best one. Now I am on the board, on the advisory board. Thank you very much, Mark. I've been going to these shows for the last few years, and we're working with Nikan to bring the first Vermont convention up here in May, 2018. So save the date. You wanna get a taste of what that's about, of what Nikan is about, you wanna go connect with who's making shit happen in New England, the companies that have been doing it, the people that are out there, go to that show in Portland, all right? That's the second weekend in October, the 13th through the 15th in Portland. That's the Nican show. The weekend after that is historic because high times, that's right, the high times, are bringing their first ever East Coast Cup to New England. Now, this is something they had started I think a while ago, they had to, to pause and come back, but it's going to be October 20th and 21st in Rhode Island. Now, I believe this is a patients only event. It could be a throwback to the old-school High Times Cannabis Cup days. Um, but we are looking forward to check that out. Hopefully, we're going to get some good news about going down there and covering it uh, because you can say what you want about High Times, where they're at now, but you know these guys paved the, uh, they paved the way. There's still a lot of OGs who are out there and they're still doing a lot of big things. And High Times coming to New England, that is a sign of the times. They are a change in my friends. And uh, as an independent media outlet, you know that's up here, I'm excited. I wanna talk to them, I wanna learn from them, I wanna cover this and I wanna be bringing the New England Northeastern perspective. So that way when these guys from out west show up, and most of them know what they're doing, you know, they've been here. Most of the High Times guys I know live in New York at this point, but uh, as the cannabis industry you know, and things like high times and institutions move east. Uh, It's going to be cool to see how they translate over. And uh, we'll see. Maybe there'll be some friction. It'll be educational. So High Times Cup, Rhode Island, October 20th. That's wild. And then guess what? You might as well stay down there all week because that final weekend in October, NECAN is doing their Providence show. All right, so you can, in the month of October, you can get to... A harvest festival, sort of country style hoedown out in Maine, at, uh, at Harry Brown's farm in Starks. You can go to Nican in Portland, see what's happening in Maine. Spoiler alert: it's blowing up. Business is doing big things. Um, you can go see what's up with High Times, especially if you are a medical patient. Like I said, go check them out for uh, for the details. Go look at headyvermont.com while you're at it. You know, since you're throwing around some web traffic right now. We always appreciate that. Check it out. Share what, it, share a post. Share this post. Um, but then go check out the High Times Cup because, again, I think that's a milestone with them coming here to New England. So, uh, big things are happening in the gray area. You know, uh, we call it the gray area not because it's sketchy or not because it's shady. You know, I mean, it's a period of transition in the Northeast. The leaves are changing colors, and uh, laws are changing, attitudes are changing entrepreneurs are making things happen and we are excited to be a part of it. So, we hope you enjoyed the first installment of The Gray Area. Again, if you got some info about the gray market, about what's happening in the Northeast, hit us up. You can hit me up at Eli at slide in the DMs, they are always wide open. And we will check you on the next installment of The Gray Area. Our feature this week is looking at the Pipe Classic 12. This is an event that, as you can probably tell, is in its 12th year. It takes place here in Burlington, Vermont, the home of the Vermont Tawana Podcast. It's also the home of Tito Byrne and the Byrne Gallery, more importantly, right? Uh, Tito is an awesome dude. He is a, sort of an icon in the glass scene, in part because he has organized this competition and hosted it for the last 12 years. So, the glassblowing community, um, was really interesting to get a snapshot into it because here in Burlington and in Vermont in general, there are a lot of really impressive artists and glassblowers. Um, I'm thinking about not only Tito, guys like Kurt B., um, you know, everybody that's displayed at, at Full Tank. There are a ton of them. I mean, people I've just met recently like Ad Nauseam, Dr. Whitestone, uh, right? I mean, there are so, so many. But Burlington kind of has, has that scene. And unless you're part of it or you're paying attention, it's not something you would normally encounter. So I finally got my ass down there. Didn't spend as much time as I wanted to. But I went down there, I checked out some of the events. I got a chance to talk to Tito Byrne. I got a chance to interview some of the competitors um, and some of the other individuals who were participating. right? And I want to start out with one little clip that was one of my favorites. I asked one of these guys what he thought, and you'll hear more from him sort of about transferring taste and appreciation for glass, and in this case we're talking mostly like functional water pipes, rigs, bongs, spoons, you know, these things are pieces of art, but they are also functional. So we're talking about translating that to kind of a mainstream approach, and I really love how he summed it up. So I want to start out by giving you a taste of, my man, this is Drew Cups, aka Bowl Pusher on Instagram.
2: For us, we, we make things with significant personal value, so like people carry these things in their pockets and around their necks, and I, I think that association with these personal items is what's going to make us grow. You know, you, you see your friend with something cool and you, you might want it too, or you come to an event like this and you see how the boys really do it and you're wowed and that's how you get jumped in.
1: I love it, man. That's how you get jumped in. Uh, you know, one thing I can say that's very obvious from just spending a little bit of time with Kind of the people in the glass scene is that there's definitely a lot of heart, there's a lot of respect, um, there's a lot of creativity, and uh, it's a really it's a really cool community. So I don't want to talk too much about it before you hear from Tito Byrne himself, uh, because he was generous generous enough to share some time. I also did get some clips with, uh, like I said, that gentleman there, Drew Cups, who you heard from, AKA Bull Pusher on Instagram, as well as another guy who was with him, who was a character. Um, so you'll hear a little bit more from them, but let's start off with an interview with the organizer, the man himself, Tito Byrne, owner of the Byrne Gallery, OG, Pipe Classic organizer.
0: Hmm. Going this interview I is brought to you by
1: it. your favorite cannabis company or event. This is a company, and event that is forward thinking. They are progressive. They are listening to the Vermont Awana podcast. They are reading Heady Vermont. And they know their customers are too. And what is the best way to reach them? It is by reaching out to me, Eli at HedyVermont.com. Hit us up on Instagram at Hedy Vermont, And hit up the podcast specifically at Vermont Awana, on Instagram or on Facebook. I want to talk about your business. I want to talk about your event. I want to elevate the state. That's what we do around here. So, this is some ad space that could be your favorite cannabis company. You could be getting a discount right now. They might be doing an event. And the best way for them to let you know is through the Vermont Awana podcast and Hetty Vermont. So stay tuned because I am looking forward to repping some companies with some of this lovely airtime you hear right now. But for now, let's get back to the important stuff, back to the content, back to the reason you're here. Enjoy. So Tito, Pipe Classic 12, let's run it back a little bit in time. Tell us about when the idea started, how this got kicked off.
0: Sure, well the idea started I'd say uh, between 1999, 2001, I was a production glass blower making, uh, you know, sherlocks, bubblers, all that stuff. And all my shopmates, you know, when you make uh, more production stuff, it, it gets a little monotonous. So um, we'd start these competitions. Who can make the fastest spoon? Who can make a headpiece in a certain amount of hours and sell it for the most?
1: Uh, and then uh, naturally it became uh, the competition as today. That's very cool. And I think that, you know, the glass community is one that's like, it's kind of insulated, but it's very, it's very accessible. And that's what I think is cool about this event is that you could see something on Instagram you know, you can follow and say, that's crazy. You can come into the burn gallery and see it in person. And then you come to this event and actually meet the artists who are putting it together. Oh
0: yeah. And don't forget that the, uh, this event is torture. I mean, you come for the entire week. I mean, you're going to test your constitution. You're going to be a shell of a human being by the end of it. And, uh, and that keeps everyone kind of away. So everyone who is here, they are hardcore and uh, very important.
1: Well, yeah. And like that whole thing of being together for a week. I mean, as far as the format, you know, you go, in various heats so you have one day you start blowing second day you finish up and you basically are doing this all week and then on saturday you got the big expo, you do an auction at the end, you give out prizes. Um, and tell me a little bit about how the judging works, because- Sure,
0: but also just to backtrack of what you were just talking about, the uh, you know the main goal of Pipe Classic is absolute fairness, which in a competition is very challenging to maintain. Uh, so it's so important that everyone starts and stops at the exact same time. Uh, so that that's how that works.
1: Well, I was saying like, you know, what's so cool about the community? You know, is that like everybody knows each other, people oh, yeah. are hanging out, they're pushing each other artistically, you know, somebody does something, somebody else innovates, they build on oh, yes. it, next year they come back, do something sicker, but from the public standpoint, you can come here and see this crazy stuff that you've seen on Instagram, you've checked it out in the burn gallery in person, and then you get to actually meet the people behind it, which I think is the coolest part, that oh, you yes. got an industry event, but it's also for the public.
0: Oh yes, and that is why it's a true celebration of pipe making, the whole thing.
1: Well, and that's the thing, I mean, for the larger community, you know, I think people sometimes put glass in a box you know and say this is just for for smoking right and they think about Sherlock's and chillums and all this I mean the stuff you guys are doing here and that people are presenting and competing these showpiece are going for five figures six figures even some of them in it like it's amazing you see the quality of art and uh, and
0: let's keep in mind that we're such in our infancy that uh, regular cannabis smokers some of them don't even know we exist Uh, we are truly a subculture within a subculture so it's uh it's gonna take a minute
1: yeah but it's a cool one like i said one of the things about this event is that you can come to this and it's not like going to a trade show where people are walking around in suits and ties and people that's a got good point. name tags they're accessible it's true.
0: and it's a good point uh, to point out that this is a competition and only a competition there's uh no vendors it's not a trade show it is just featuring these competitors uh these 12 competitors who are literally the best of the best
1: well and that's the thing too i mean bringing it back to like the vermont context This is a national event. Like I talked earlier to guys from Michigan. You know, people are traveling from all over the place and they know that the Pipe Classic here in Vermont at the Burn Gallery is a big deal. And that's why you guys have done this for 12 years.
0: Absolutely. So like
1: kind of how has it evolved and where do you see it going in the future?
0: Well, you know, the rules have never changed and I don't think they ever will. Uh, And so the evolution is very slow, I think that Pipe Classic will be around for decades and decades to come, and uh, that's why I started off the speech when I was on stage giving away the awards. Uh, This year changed a little bit, uh, some of the structure and things, you know, some things change, some things don't, and some things never will.
1: Awesome, well uh, I know that you don't, you have like, you're the organizer, so you stay very objective when it comes to the judging and sort of all this, but... Talk a little bit about kind of like the young cats who you see coming through, the older people who are around. Like, that's one thing I get from being around here all week is just the vibe of like the mentorship, sharing art, oh, yeah. sharing technique. I mean, it's the best of the best. It's the All Star game.
0: Uh, so, you know, I mean, they truly are the best of the best. It's just, uh, Not just no the All Star game,
1: it's the dunk yeah. competition at the All Star uh, game. That's true, that's true. You know, so like, show me what you got. Um, well, that's beautiful. I mean, for the rest of people who are, let's say you're interested in glass, trying to get involved, like, what advice would you have for people who, they like this medium, they want to get more into it? Oh, that's
0: you know. easy. Uh, we come to the Burn Glass School. We'll teach you how to make pipes. We do it every day. Beautiful. Thank you very much.
1: Oh, I love it. Tito. Thank you again. Good, sir. Um, been very generous to us at Heady Vermont, helping to throw down and support our events, with raffles and giveaways, member benefits. And you can tell from talking to him, he's a passionate guy. He's somebody who uh, who knows his stuff. is a true professional. So, we loved him, in. I mean, and you'll hear from what some of the other people had to say about their experiences. Now, this was the one other interview that I got uh, that I really wanted to share. This is from two guys. I was talking with him outside. This was early on in the week, uh, but it's the same gentleman you heard earlier, Drew Cups, aka Bull Pusher on Instagram, and uh, and another dude named Slum Gold. Right, who uh, you'll hear, man, he introduced himself as only he can and uh, and sort of reps his squad. Uh, but, you know, they shared some cool insight. These guys came uh, from different parts around the country. Drew is from Michigan, repping the Michigan Glass Collective, I believe they were called. And uh, you know, it was cool to get a competitor's perspective. For the record, also, we should say congratulations to the winners, Captain Crunk. Shout out to second place and the, uh, I believe, competitor's choice. Tammy Baller, a.k.a. Tammy fucking Baller, and third place, Punty. Uh, He was really positive, dude. All these these people brought a lot of energy. It was cool being there at the awards ceremony, seeing them all celebrate. So congratulations to the champs. Uh, I know at least some of them are going to be coming back next year representing, trying to defend the crown, and continue to throw down. But in the meantime, like I said, let's talk to these two gentlemen right outside the competition earlier in the week. And I'll it's I'm cool. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna record now. So,
2: um,
1: what's your name so I can spell it out, or how you want to
2: be attributed? Uh, my name is Drew Cups, K-U-P-S, Beautiful. at Bull Pusher on Instagram. I represent the Michigan Glass Project. Yeah, all right. Yo, I'm Slung Gold. I represent the Cool Complex. If you don't know, you
1: fucking won't know. <laughs> Very good. So we're outside here, the Pipe Classic 12. Uh, how long
2: you guys been coming to this? What does this event mean to you? Uh, this is my first year here, but I tell you what, I've been watching this thing since, since inception. Uh, and, and Tito Burn, man, he's a—he's the biggest captain on the block. This guy throws the smoothest glass event I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and same here. How long you been coming here? Oh, I've been coming here since the get go, repping,
1: supporting, all that shit. Tito's my fucking homie. Very good, same here. He supports us with Hetty Vermont, which we very much appreciate. Um, So I'm trying to give a little insight. The glass community is like, it's very tight, but it's very insulated, you know what I mean? Like if you're not in it, it's hard to kind of get a sense. Mm -hmm. So for people out there, you know, who don't know what the pipe Plastic is all about, I mean, this is a national event, right? You got people coming from all over the place. You're here from Michigan, Yep. you know, so as far as people who are not in the glass scene, who don't understand what this is all about,
2: kind of a little sample about what this means in the glass community. Man, I think this is a great opportunity for anybody out there to meet their favorite glass artist participating. It's a week long, it's a super sesh, you know, like these guys are going 12 hours a day for five, six days and it's a big hangout, man. I feel like I can see the inside of uh, Burn Gallery in my dreams. (laughs) True, man, what do you think about the community? Like, have you seen it grow? A lot of the same faces?
1: guys who come up in the game from, like, Pipe Classic 1 who are now competing in Pipe Classic 12? Yeah, I mean, I just think Pipe Classic and the scene in itself has been fucking blowing up. Shit's fucking
3: evolving faster than fucking cell phones.
1: (laughs) I can't can't fuck with that. It's true. Well, so I got a question. Like, for the mainstream, a lot of people just see, you know, they think about glass, they think about pipes, oneies, basic Sherlock's, like, I mean, you see this stuff inside, it's crazy high-end art. You know, the amount of time it takes to produce, what it takes. So, like, what does it take to get the mainstream you know, people who don't smoke, don't consume, don't know about cannabis culture, more aware of the glass scene. I
2: I think it's the same thing that has to do with all of art. Not everybody is acclimated to art until they run into it. Like for us, we, we make things with significant personal value. So like people carry these things in their pockets and around their necks. And I I think that association with these personal items is what's gonna make us grow. You know, you you see your friend with something cool and you you might want it too. Or you come to an event like this and you see how the boys really do it and you're wowed and that's how you get jumped in.
1: Right, and I think it's like, it's pretty accessible. I mean, you can just walk into the burn gallery, check it out, see people blowing, you know, see the pieces all on display and like you get it pretty quickly. And I think it's cool because everybody's walking around with name tags which is their Instagram handle. So I want to ask you about that. Like Instagram seems like the main venue where people like kind of spread the word. All the dudes here got like five digit followings, you know, so like, is that the main way you think people find out about Glass? Like Instagram, like what are the online communities like?
0: Man,
3: I don't, yeah, I guess Instagram is the fucking like the catalyst for people like seeing
1: and whatever. Last last question, like what advice do you guys have for people who are into glass? They like the scene. Come check out the Pipe plastic, But how do people get into it? Check out glass. Take classes. Like what advice do you have for people just starting out?
3: My advice to people uh, starting out is to fucking uh, jock it till you got it, and then fucking quit biting and do your own fucking shit. All right.
2: My advice is stop now. It'll ruin your life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys heard. Uh, you guys heard how that
1: went down. That was a. Uh, that was a fun interview, and again, you know, there's just a lot of love, a lot of community at the event. I wasn't there for more than probably like eight hours out of a total week long, okay? And I know that a lot of it is people uh, is people throwing down, socializing, the after hours mixers. I uh, did get a chance to hang out and have a couple beers with competitors and with some of the judges. So it was a really uh, – it was a cool scene, um, and I look forward to going back next year. You know, I would advise people in Burlington, go check out Burn Gallery. You know, look at some classes, go look at some art, go maybe change your perspective on things and pay attention to a national event that comes through Burlington where we are a center of excellence in the glass scene. Okay, so we are coming to a close, but with our final segment, been toying around with a format, as we've said, it is an evolution, it's a revolution. We're making things happen here, and uh, I've been thinking about potential co-hosts, bringing on some other people, talk about what's going on with cannabis, just to kind of bullshit, give my voice a break, give you a break from having to just listen to me, although I am killing it with the background songs this week, I'm not going to lie. So I wanted to bring in one of my friends, Uncle Drew. He is a character, he's an artist, he is uh, one of, I would say, my creative muses, and uh, just a heady dude. So... We talked a little bit, wrapped. Um, let me know what you think. You know, where's Uncle Drew at? We're probably going to do this at least a couple more times. Maybe start bringing him in on the interviews. So, like I said, enjoy. Uh, thanks for sticking around. We will be back. And in the meantime, elevate the state. Check out headyvermont.com. Follow the Vermont to podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Stay cool. this morning what do
2: i see gunmen standing over me with their guns and their night eyes they were trying to take I life me shout out them i go fear it me cry out, out secret reveal uh
1: one hit and quit all right so are you sure do you want do you want an alias no for the purposes of this no okay all right very good um, so, Drew, we have been working together a while, uh, most recently in a direct way on Bernie Sanders t-shirts. Yes, yes. But you're a super creative guy and, uh, and a good friend of mine. So, I want to see what you thought about hopping on the podcast because I know you are also firmly entrenched as far as your interest in the world of cannabis. So, uh...
3: And, what- and even more so than, than that, uh, my interest in seeing, uh... You develop uh, your brand and take off, educating people, advocating for patients' rights, for civil rights. Um, I just think it's it's really cool. So. Well, thank
1: you, man. I appreciate that. Appreciate the support, indeed. So I thought, you know, the podcast has had it's kind of been an evolution in the like year plus that I've been doing it. I think I've got about 20 episodes under my belt now. Nice. Um, and I've never done it with a co-host, so I thought that you know we should uh, we should hop on the mic here, talk a little bit about what's going on, and see maybe if uh, if we want to get into this and dabble, we had some ideas for some segments. So I want to see if you had any ideas for any any special Uncle Drew segments that you wanted to bring to the table.
3: Oh, I don't know, but I do have a. Full box at home, uh with uh, noise noisemakers, clown horns, fog horns. Shit um, dude, you'd be like yeah, the, uh, the Fred
1: siren Howard Stern.
3: Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. More Yeah, in in our uh, in our uh, radio cliche it would be like Eli and the Cougar or <laughs>
1: something like that. Oh, yeah, Yeah, the what? bad dog. Yeah. But it's got to be super weedy. Is this
3: gonna be a, a drive time podcast? Or... <laughs> no, no, it's explicit. Oh, that's not how podcasts work.
1: <clears throat> yeah, and this and this has the explicit tag on it, so you All can right. say whatever you want about whatever you want. So um, don't take us home to your mama. <laughs> that's right. Watch out. <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, you heard some of the interviews. Did you? You went to a little bit of the Pipe Classic too, right? Yes, I did, and, and I got to meet
3: uh, Tito and. Uh, what, a, what a cool guy. It seemed like he was brimming with pride uh, for his event. And...
1: Dude, it was, um, I mean, as an event coordinator, you can tell when everything goes smooth. Plus, the crazy part is that's a week-long event, and those guys are out there like, I think they go pretty hard right as far as the the post event when everybody's decompressing and the torches are off then sure. then it gets lit <laughs> oh when the torches go that's off. where the clown horn would come yeah in. yeah exactly uh,
3: but yeah I mean for a for a guy that uh, is clearly established and, and connected with a lot of really uh, successful people um, he was so approachable so nice so humble and uh you know that's something I always uh, notice uh, about people who uh, really love what they do is that uh, there's no bullshit with them. And True.
1: Tito's one of those guys. So cool. Cool True. to see him living yeah. that life. And the Burn Gallery looks sick. Yeah. And it they does. are actually working with uh, with us on Hetty Vermont. Really? So that's one of the places where you can go and take your Hetty Vermont member card. Look at this seamless fucking plug. What? You can take <laughs> your your Hetty Vermont member card. Which, I don't know if you look at your computer or look at your phone. You can see it right now on your screen. Totally check it out. Um, and go in there and get a discount. So, definitely love the Burn Gallery. Uh, the other thing I was talking about on the episode was the convention season in uh. New England. Because literally the next four weeks, it's like Harry Brown at Maine's, Nican in Portland. High Times First Cup in Rhode Island. And then high, and then a Nikan show the week after in Providence. So yeah, the like, times are a changing. Yeah, man, shit's crazy. And we actually went to a convention. We've been to a few conventions before. Yeah, yeah. Some of which have been documented on CNN. <laughs> some of which have not. I left my phone at one of them once. Vermin Supreme knows. <laughs> Vermin Supreme. Ask him. But uh, we did. I think we went to the Portland one together last year, right? Yes, we did. The Nikan one. When it was in October, and I think we were flipping Bernie shirts. Can you believe that was only a year ago? Oh my god, it it feels
3: like it's been so much longer than that. Um, This this year is the year everything went surreal. Uh, uh,
1: No comment. I know, I, yeah, yeah. We'll see. I'm uh, going to keep the keep the politics limited in the sure. in the weed podcast. I don't think that's why people are here.
3: Well, like, even on the the weed front, I mean, you know? we we've, we've faced <sighs> Dude, a, a
1: disappointing time with Elmer the current Fudd,
3: administration. I'm
1: not sure who the original comic was that called him Elmer Fudd, but uh, Elmer Fudd motherfucker, mm. Elmer Fudd face ass motherfucker, Jeff Beauregard Sessions. It's crazy, it's just such a racist name. Anyways, um, yeah, so that was kinda what we were talking about with the episode. The uh, Anything else from the Pipe Classic? Did you, uh, did you vote, did you watch any of the glass blowing? Have you ever blown glass before? You're the kind of guy who might have spent a thousand hours doing that in the past.
3: Um, I haven't, but uh, glass blowing was something I was aware of at uh, a very young age, um, actually before I was exposed to the cannabis culture. Uh, through uh, you know artistic class blowing, so I grew up with a respect uh, that was started at a young age. And, um, I can't tell if you're fucking with me. Right no, on. I'm not. I'm not kidding at all. Um, I mean, I mean, there's some people who would just look at something like that at face value as a form of paraphernalia. And I did talk um, about
1: that in the in the interview a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. So there, there's certainly a, a stigma around that. but if you understand the, the process of it, you see it's, it's beauty and its uh, potential. so totally. Very cool stuff. Yeah, and, uh, I did not get to uh, judge at all, but I did see some of the glass
1: blowing and yeah you know one thing that's also cool is that now with, uh, with like concentrates, there's all these other different kinds of like products that are being made out of glass differently you huh. know what i mean like it's not just like sherlocks and spoons now there are rigs oh sure sure. and with the rings there's like the necks that come off you know and then the caps that's like i keep seeing all these crazy shit and like especially these glassblowers who make the caps look like cups of lean like huh. it's there's some really crazy heady shit and they maintain
3: that, the same functionality as their uh industrial and more widely used counterparts I, I i mean
1: i guess i guess so they must like, if
3: they make them
1: it's just like an interesting like what gets shouted out in the different subcultures you know it's like a combination right. of, like skating and hip-hop and, and like so tattoo many of these uh, and, like, subcultures are completely unaware of each other too yeah which is well this one seems like it crosses a lot because it is like i mean there's a lot of hip-hop a lot of i think skateboarding and like punk culture right i mean there's also a dude who was walking around who i didn't see wear shoes you know for the entire five days mm-hmm. which working with hot flames and torches and molten glass is like <laughs> <laughs> really a next level move yeah um that, I, was, that was that guy with the thousand yard stare
3: <laughs> no i mean nerves he seems, of steel. no he was
1: very uh he seemed very nice and like these guys are also dialed in when they're yeah they all were so nice. glass like, yeah weird. and then otherwise they're just like hanging out it's just regular ass dudes so it's weird, like in any context where you would meet artists like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, you think about going to galleries or openings and there's like wine and cheese and shit. Sure. You know, and this, it's like. And there's a whole a bunch presentation. Of people, like, like, yeah, and uh, this is like a bunch of heady dudes with, you know, flap rims, like ripping cigs outside, like shooting the shit with each other. Right. And like having beers and JP's, which, you know. And I, randomly thought, I thought it started was really
3: conversations cool. with you, you know, because. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, they were all really cool. Yeah,
3: so for for uh, for guys that are such uh, heavy hitters financially, uh, I recently found out uh, through like I mean that's what I was talking about. Like some subcultures don't know of each other. Like I always respected glass blowers, but I had no idea that they were regularly uh, you know operating on that level, and that's uh that's that says something (laughs) about our. Cultures' readiness to accept it uh, as an art form, and uh, yeah, and also just, a testament to how talented these guys are. Right, very good,
1: very good. Also, uh, yeah, and you nailed it, man. <laughs> you know, like specifically, like when are when are the bankers and the insurers ever going to encounter the the heady glass blowers? You know, well, apparently, who are uh, dropping five figures on a weekend. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why you're you're that dude, Uncle Drew. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Uh, well, any uh, do you think of any other segments or like sign-offs? Do you do you have any any wacky sayings you wanna mm. you wanna trademark? Take it away, Sam. Take it away. <laughs> All right. Well, then we need a Sam, so that's not gonna work. Right. No, Sam. We need a uh, producer to edit this, so I don't have to do it myself. Right. And then that would be like that's when we'd be like, hey, looking at you, Champlain College. Yeah. Like, hey, play the music. And we'll just give them like a bunch of tracks. Where are you market. at, UVM? Instead, of, I'm going to do all this when I get back from dinner. Colorado's St. Mike's kids. Yeah, seriously. Who wants an internship at the fastest growing cannabis podcast in, in the world? In, well, at least in Vermont. Right now. At least in Chittenden County. Sure. Dominating the cannabis podcast scene. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see who's next. And if you're out there and you want to get in the game, uh, give us a call. Leave some questions. Record a segment maybe and send it to me. Yeah. You know, your own screen test. You think you're better than Uncle Drew? You're wrong. Alright. But if you want to get on, you have some questions. I mean I don't wanna be a you love want to record. <laughs> send it in. Alright. So that. I'm on the show now. Yeah. Alright. That. Look out folks. See you next time. Watch out, coming to an Uber, coming to an Uber, or an airport, or wherever you least expect them. Uncle <laughs> Drew will be there. Boom!
2: Yeah, I woke up this morning, what do I see? Gunmen standing over me,
1: they're big M16 and 16, and they are no pain. Oh Lord, death
0: machine, gone man, tell me where you get your little piece of gun from. Not for them say them get it from the Cuban. Them used to say from the
1: Soviet Union. But no gun come from here, American. Say what I tell you, and you'll not forget the German Luger. Them just
0: a slice and stuff like Freddy Krueger. Oh, oh, oh.